0: This is the Cherished You podcast. I am your host, Rama. This is an evergreen content warning. Um, This podcast talks a lot about abuse and uh, trauma and surviving from both. Uh, We talk about narcissistic abuse. So please understand that if you are not comfortable with talking about those things and your mental health openly and honestly, maybe with not, uh, so much polish, uh, this may not be the space for you. Also understand that, uh, this top, this podcast also tackles, uh, societal issues of racism, capitalism, um, patriarchy, misogyny, whiteness. So if any of these, I, um, these topics trigger you, please feel free to leave this space and, um, without comment, (laughs) and without any vitriol um and that is perfectly fine for both you and I. Thank you. Back everyone. Thanks so much for joining me today. Um so this episode is really about uh maybe hopefully providing some context as always. Um so by the time this episode comes out, it'll be like the beginning to end of January. And usually around that time is when most people have quote unquote failed on their new year's resolutions. Now the concept of, I gave up on new year's resolutions a while ago. I did a word for the year for a while. Um, and then I actually, um, over the, I, I did that for a couple, um, it was probably like four years in January 1st. I started doing that. And then in that fourth year, uh, was when I realized that the word that I would pick in January, by the time my birthday rolled around in April, I wasn't feeling the word. And then I would inevitably end up changing the word because, you know, there are no rules to this thing and i not have to do what I want. I'm an adult. So I would go and change my word. um, but like all things, when I notice myself doing something a couple more than a couple of times, I'm like, why am I doing this? And so I kind of took a look, I took a look at my journals, I took a look at what I was doing at the time, um, I always have some sort of record of some kind Um somewhere that tells me what I was um that gives me some insight as to what I was going through in past years and what I realize is a couple of things one that January is a complete bullshit time to set yourself up to change yourself um you it is in the middle of winter you cannot possibly try to get yourself up like the number one thing I always see is, uh, being a woman in this society is um about weight loss. And actually this applies to men too. It's just, I, with women, you see it a lot more, um, is wanting to like lose weight or move more, or eat better, some con some, you know, some amalgam of all three. And inevitably by the end of the month, you know, even sometimes halfway, a lot of people are feeling really bad about themselves because let's like one more time, I can't seem to get myself to do this. It's unnatural in the middle of winter to try to get yourself up and go earth is still hibernating especially if you're in the northern hemisphere in the southern hemisphere this doesn't apply to you this applies you know that it it probably makes more sense and honestly i wish there were some sort of numbers or data to look at at the difference between new year's resolutions that are northern versus southern hemisphere based i would love to see some numbers around that i haven't found any but regardless i'm talking. with a complete bias toward the Northern hemisphere people. Um, so you're trying to change yourself and, um, m- make yourself move more, or do something radically different in a time where the earth is, the earth is just like kind of sitting still, getting ready, planting seeds, letting go. Like it's not up and moving yet. It's not growing shit so what are you doing why do you think that you are somehow exempt from the from the laws of nature and that you can you know push this boulder up a hill you're you know let's not do the sisyphus thing so what um so that was one um one thing i noticed and the other thing is that we are all exhausted this time of year um a lot of people a lot of people spend the month of december going to a lot of parties there's family involved with the holidays and you're supposed to just shake all that off when you're most likely you were out doing a lot of like abusive things to your body on new year's eve and also when you're supposed to wake up on new year's day and start something new like you're not even giving your body a chance to recover from everything it's been through in the last day week month how is that how is that setting you up for success at all? It doesn't. And that's why most people fail. So what I, what I do instead is the anti new year's resolution. I, um, I, I'm not somebody who goes out a lot. I don't drink. Um, I don't do drugs. And so what I do end up doing is I sped like leading up to new year's. Um, I kind of, December is always a month where I'm very reflective. I'm kind of like taking stock of where I've been over the past few months. And it's, you know, I usually do big things around my birthday and not so much parties, but like I make big changes around my birthday. So um, I will um, kind of take stock and see what I did, what I didn't do, where my body is at right now. I usually, I like, I, my biggest thing is I always um, check in and see what's going on with my body? What am I frustrated with? Um, this is where PMS actually comes in really handy. Um, I use PMS as a guide to what is bothering me that I don't normally pay attention to when I'm not PMSing. So, um, I'll take, um, I'll take stock of what anxieties come up during my PMS, what I'm depressed about during my PMS. Cause those are both symptoms that show up then. Um, what I'm ruminating about, all of that stuff. And I'll just kind of take a look at it and see if there's like one or maximum two, but I try to keep it to just one thing that could knock down as many pins as I can, kind of like with the bowling ball. And then I spend January, like I spend like the second half of December, the last week of December, really setting myself up to be able to, um, kind of let go like in plant seeds like that those are the two kind of things that I'm waffling with and I figure out okay I if they're for example I'm going to use this year as an example because it's a top of mind um I have been struggling with a lot of inflammation in my body and I've been struggling with it for a couple of years but this year it kind of got really really bad um I noticed it because um I don't, um, I used to smoke, uh, I used to smoke cigarettes, but I gave that up a few years ago. Um, I live in Colorado, so I smoke pot occasionally now and I've cut back significantly from what I did a year ago, which I'm really proud of. Um, I don't overeat. I spent, um, the first half of this year really working on my overeating. So I'm not overeating, but I'm experiencing a lot of just like Inflammation just all over my body. My breathing is out of whack. I'm not getting consistent sleep even when I am sleeping. I like, I sleep at least seven to nine hours practically every night, and I'm not always. Um, I'm just not getting quality sleep. My REM sleep is not up to where I'd like it to be. I don't always get, um, deep sleep when I'm sleeping at night either. There've been nights when I haven't gotten either one of those. I just light sleep throughout and it's very frustrating. Um, I'm dealing with, um, you know, just aches and pains that don't seem to go away. I have mental health things that I, um, that I can't seem to get over. I really wanted to, um, Get into a regular exercise routine because I really do like lifting weights and doing yoga, but I haven't been able to stick to anything. Even though I enjoy it, I can't even seem to find the energy to dance because my body is so tired from dealing with all this inflammation that I have. So I had been going back and forth throughout the year on doing a whole 30, I hadn't done one all year. And I had tried a couple of times and then I I would give it up after a couple of days. I, did, I didn't even, I don't think, I think the longest I'd gone through one was for like seven days and I actually started to see results. And then I like immediately started eating sugar the next day. Um, and it has nothing to do with the program. It was just me. It, it was literally me. And what I realized is that I... Um, was preventing myself from doing this program that actually always helps and gives me insight. I didn't know where the exact problem was. I know that a lot of it has to do with my sugar and simple carb intake. I'm not eating enough vegetables and no matter how hard I tried, I couldn't just naturally integrate that into my food, into the way that I ate. And this in Whole30 helps me get more vegetables in and limit my simple carb and sugar intake you know, to zero practically, um, because that's the way the program is designed. And I had the last couple of times I had done a whole 30, I didn't do a full reintroduction because I didn't really need it. Um, I hadn't, I know that I don't, I can't eat gluten because I have celiac. I haven't done dairy in years because, because same thing. Um, but this year I learned that, uh, coffee is a very big problem for me. Not so much that I'm drinking too much of it. I don't drink. Um, if I do have one, I don't drink more than one a day, but, um, my celiac rash tends to come back with even that one cup's worth. So that was very interesting to find out this year. Um, but all of that to say that when December 1st rolled around, I was like, usually the January whole 30 starts on the first Monday of every of the month that they decide to do it. Um, I started on the first, which was a Sunday because I was ready to roll because I had spent the month of December. Um, in particular that last week kind of getting all my ducks in a row and realizing that they were really, it was just about the habits in order to succeed on the whole 30. There are a certain set of habits you need to apply. Um, the big ones being meal prep and then, um, and then just setting your environment, which, I mean, I guess meal prep and setting yourself up for success, your environment up for success is almost the same thing, but those were the two of the same thing. Like those are the two things that I needed to do. I needed to get, um, kind of, you know, rearrange my kitchen, honestly, in a way so that I had the The foods on hand that I needed, and the meal prep thing was a big one. I was um, not—I had stopped meal prepping, and that is a big deal for me because at work, because of the way that my like my my works were pretty hectic. And even though I do eat regularly now, like I give myself three meals a day. I stopped restricting and um, overeating and restricting as a way to like punish myself. I stopped doing that this year, and I've been pretty consistent with it, even in times of stress. um, I've noticed that I'm not. Ah, uh, reverting back to that pattern, which was which has been a really great insight, but I just wasn't doing the things that when I was at my healthiest that I that I was doing, and these are the things that I needed to do in order to make sure that I um, stayed on the program for the length that it was and did the reintroduction properly, so that I can figure out why do I have so much inflammation in my body when I've cut out gluten and dairy the two biggest culprits I've cut out so why am I still going through this and I've known inherently that it's sugar I know it is because I am um insulin resistant I have been since I was like 10 and I um What I, I, the bad habit I did have is that after work, um, I don't eat, once I get back from, I eat dinner pretty late. um, I eat dinner pretty early between five and six o'clock while I'm at work. But when I would get home and I would de-stress, I would, part of my de-stressing was scrolling on my phone with a cupcake. It's a gluten-free, dairy-free cupcake, but it's still a cupcake. And then there would be a bowl of cereal. And so I was adding in all this Sugar, simple carbs at the end of my day because um, I'm not taking care of myself, and that that is enough for the inflammation in my body to be high. I it's just I'm very sensitive to sugar, Um, and because I haven't been able to have the energy to work out in the way that I want to, um, there is no place for that sugar to go other than to just cause wreak havoc on my body. And so, what I what I did this year was, you know, I prepped myself for this and I, and I was like, I'm not gonna go in and try to be like, let's fix all of my eating habits so I can lose weight. I know it looks like that. I do tend to lose weight on the whole 30. That is because a lot of the extra weight I carry is inflammation based. It's not necessarily because I'm overeating. I'm honestly not. I'm a very active person. My job is very active. Um, so it's not, necessarily a calories thing it's just I'm inflamed and a lot of that inflammation sits in my body it looks on my body like weight so will I lose weight while I'm doing this maybe and most likely it's, um, you know, it's usually a couple pounds of water weight. Um, and then because as the inflammation goes down, the water that it holds goes down with it. And there is, um, because I'm not eating as much simple carbs, my body is better able to access the fat tissue. Like eventually in about a week or so, I'll be able to better access the fat tissue. And then yes, I will lose a couple pounds. It's usually never more than like four or five. It's not anything significant. But really what happens is that the inflammation goes down, I'm able to sleep better. I'm able to make, I'm more, attu- my brain is more in my control. Um, I don't just let the, the rampant thoughts at the end of the day where I'm ruminating with a cupcake or four, um, <laughs> at the end of the day, it's not, um, I'm not so stuck in that. I'm able to go and be like, okay, I'm going to go do some stretching and mobility work and maybe meditate and maybe I'm more proactive in my stress management when I am not inflamed versus when I am. And that's really the biggest thing that came out of this. But all of that to say, I am not Uh, going, I'm not in the, I'm not in the middle of my January whole 30 right now with the whole concept of I'm changing myself or I'm going to, I'm going to eat stricter because I want to lose weight because I want to look a certain way. Um, I, I'm pretty sure of my results with this program. I've done it enough enough times to know what it looks like for me. Um, the only difference is, is that there is obviously some information that I'm missing because I've taken out two of the biggest culprits of inflammation for me in the past. And I've been off of them for years and I'm still having a lot of like a lot of inflammation related problems. Now, granted I'm nearing 40, so my body is changing, um, which is even more useful now to have this kind of information. So what I'm actually looking to do here is to, I'm not looking to change myself. I'm not looking to make any massive changes or change how I live my life. I'm just trying to A, get back into habits that I used to have in place. And I've kind of fallen off the wagon with like meal prepping for myself. So I have the foods that I need that are going to be nourishing and filling and satisfying, um, without scrambling to look at like, quick fix, like breads and crackers and chips and that kind of a deal, which I had been doing because I work at a grocery store. (laughs) Um, and the other thing is I want to set myself up for success so that when the spring rolls around and I am ready to make big changes, because there's one thing that I am not doing in the winter, I am not going to be forcing myself to exercise right now. The one plus side to the whole 30 is that you will inevitably have more energy. And I will naturally want to have to do something with that energy once that, res- well, you know, once that energy kick kicks in. What I am not going to do though, is force myself into doing the whole 30 and exercise right now. Not going to do it because A, I'm going to set myself up for failure. There's too many things on my plate. I can only do one at a time. And the other thing is that I'm hibernating right now. I honestly don't want to move that much and doing mobility work at the end of the day and doing some stretching and walking my dog in the morning, my dogs in the morning is more than enough for me right now. I don't need to start weightlifting right now. But I do know that if I do the whole 30 and my reintroduction correctly, that will take me into the middle of February. And then I'm going to work my food freedom for about a month. I need to test and see what my food freedom looks like with the information that I gained from the program this time around and work it for a month and see how my energy does during that time. And because I've done this program before, and because this program has changed my life a couple of times before, this time around, I know it will too. And I will naturally kind of move into a space where, okay, I'm ready to work out now. And I'll know whether I have the energy to do weightlifting or if I have energy to do Pilates or if I want to do yoga or if I'm just going to walk for two hours today. And that's the whole point of the anti-New Year's resolution. I am not here to fall in to the white capitalist patriarchal bullcrap of like, change yourself on January 1st. It's bullshit. It's not going to work, but it is a really good time to do one thing that when, that by the time spring hits will propel you into being whatever this next version of you, you want to look like. And if that's somebody who exercises regularly, well, maybe if you just focused on not dieting, it's not, it's not dieting, but getting information about the foods that work for you and making conscious decisions around that and just working that for three months. That's a whole, like, the, it'll t- t- take the end of the season. You're going to be indoors anyway. You're not going to force yourself to do anything you don't want to do. But you can have time to focus on you in a way that will actually propel you forward instead of kind of like running through this rat wheel one more time and failing and then feeling crap about yourself. You know what? We don't We don't do that anymore. We left that in 2022. We're done. If we're going to use the new year to mark anything, that's what we're leaving behind but use these next couple of months instead of setting yourself up for failure with a with another new year's resolution or some other form of a previous thing that you've always done use this use January and February for the last couple of months of winter to be like okay where am I at where do I want to go and what is a reasonable small step plan that actually feels a little bit too doable for me right now that might be the key if it feels doable or even a little bit too easy go with that let it be too easy for you let it be so easy that you cannot skip it that there's no excuse for you not to do it for me this is one I have to feed myself anyway and I've been wanting to eat more vegetables anyway This will be a really good way for me to figure out what is the damn thing that I am eating on a regular basis right now before this point that is causing me so many problems where I can't breathe if I, if I breathe in cold air, I like, I get wheezy. I can't like, I get this, all these asthma symptoms. If I'm out in cold air, why the crap is that happening? I am sleeping like absolute crap. Even if I'm sleeping seven to nine hours a night, what the hell is happening? what is causing the problem i don't drink i don't smoke i don't do drugs what is the problem so and why is caffeine such a problem for me right now is it caf- is it coffee or is it caffeine another thing i can find out these are examples that i'm using because that's this is what i'm working through right now but this is not like and i'm not saying yours has to be food but pick the thing that you're like really rearing to go on and see is there any like back end work you need to do before you can start on it? Because I guarantee you most likely haven't done that back end work. Spend the next couple of months doing that work. So that way when spring rolls around, the earth is waking up again and so will you, that you can go on and then actually nail your new year's resolution when the year actually restarts, which is in the spring. All right. Um, hopefully that helps somebody and also like understand that we are, (laughs) you know, going back to like last week's episode a little bit is to understand that when, if you are doing any of these new year's resolutions or change yourself or any of these things that is, a manifestation of the white capitalist patriarchal abuse that we all experience maybe we're just divesting from all that this time around maybe we're just like maybe i'm doing nothing and that's perfectly fine too by no means do you need to do anything to prove you're worthy of existing on this planet so all of this all of me to say all this time is to be like, you know what? At the end of the day, you can also just say, eh, I'm not doing anything. And that's fine too. All right. Uh, thanks so much for listening today. And I will talk to you all next week. Bye bye. Thanks so much for listening to the Cherished You podcast. If you could please leave me a review, um, subscribe, and share, it really helps get the podcast out to those who it will help the most.